Hello and welcome to the Travelling Through podcast. I'm your host Emma and each week I am out and about chatting to Londoners and those who love, live and work in this big and glorious city. In this week's episode I had the great pleasure of catching up with Simon Calder who regularly appears on television whenever there is travel chaos of which there seems to be plenty at the moment. Simon and I met at the Old Vic and we walked and talked from Waterloo Station through to Charing Cross up to Trafalgar Square through Piccadilly and on to Bond Street. And on our way, it was a bit of a travel adventure as we bumped into Londoners and those from other walks of life trying to get about there every day. Certainly everybody has a story. We also talk about the environment, travel generally, hitchhiking and of course, Simon is sharing his thoughts on London, the world and life. Good morning. Hello, this is the Travelling Through podcast. And today I am here with Simon Calder. Good morning, Simon. Good morning. <laughs> a bright, um, slightly breezy uh, morning in high summer. And it's a pleasure to see you again. And uh, we're just at the Old Vic and you're going to take us through Yes. Waterloo Station. Uh, yes, well here we are at um, really quite an important um, junction in London. This is where Waterloo Road meets the Cut and Lower Marsh. So lots of history there, lots of traffic of course. Yes. Um, and it's uh, really the absolute centre of Greater London. If you um, do mathematical things, the, uh, the actual heart of of central London is south, uh, sorry, the heart of Greater London is south of the river um, in a car park about 200 metres over there. Okay, so, let's not get run over by the Broccoli Rise bus. That's 172. Yes. Oh, yeah. 172. Yes, and so mathematics course. was where it all began for you, so I oh. read. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't website. know. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I, um, I suppose I'm a mathematician. Um, yes, I, I uh, indeed I even have a degree from Warwick University in maths. Fantastic. I taught, uh, taught maths for a short while. Okay. Um, yes. And then it led you, or it didn't lead you, you got distracted by travel. Oh, no, I was always distracted by travel because yeah. I come from Crawley. Okay. Now, anybody who doesn't know Crawley, <laughs> and I know that uh, uh, you're very familiar with Sussex, anybody I who am, doesn't yes. know Crawley, well, it's a new town, i.e. set up after the Second World War to build, quote, homes fit for heroes, yes. um, didn't come with um, a great deal of cultural oh, uh, interest and so therefore um, uh, quite early on I realised that perhaps there was more to the world than uh, the A23 <laughs> beside which I was born. Furthermore, it being a, the main road to Brighton, yes. um, I learned quite early on that I could hitchhike and um, therefore get to Brighton and indeed get to pretty much anywhere. Um, without having to um, spend any money, which um, since uh, uh, there, there, there wasn't a, an abundance of, um, of wealth in those days, um, yeah. was, was a very good thing. Yeah. And I'm just taking you in here to uh, Waterloo Station, used to be the busiest uh, transport terminus in Europe up until 2019. So okay. busier than Paris Charles de Gaulle or right. Gare du Nord, busier than Berlin Hauptbahnhof, yeah, um, yeah. busier than Heathrow. My goodness. Um, and um, it might get back there one day, but uh, we're talking on one of the many days at which the um, parts of the rail industry are on strike and therefore um, it's, uh, it's well, this, at the moment this station's all right, but. Uh, yeah. In a couple of weeks it won't be. No, no, I, I came up last night just in case, you know, for the, the 
trail the trains, but um, so far it's been okay for me. I think I've just luckily to. But that's the thing about independent travel, isn't it? You have to be ready to to, or, or you learn very quickly to diversify or, or think on your feet and find other ways to get about. Ah, I suppose so. And um, oh gosh, well, it's quite quite um, uh, it's busy quite here. Busy, I'm going to take it? you up to the. Uh, uh, th this is for anybody who um, is in central London. It's uh, actually a very beautiful station, I think. Um, it's been pretty well refurbished, um, and so they've created sort of almost out of nothing a mezzanine uh, with all the yes. usual retail uh, opportunities. And we're just uh, on the uh, escalator being taken to the top. Uh, yeah. do, you, do you know about the Festival of Britain uh, I, sculpture? Uh, oh, what up here? Uh, yes, it is, it is, it is no. skate. Escape. Let me uh, let me take you to it. Oh uh, no, no, I don't. So um, I love the, the the entrance to water, or what was there, the old entrance there, the uh, yes, stone. That, well, that that gives you a bit of uh, travel excitement. But let me um, <laughs> take take you first of all to this uh, sculpture. So if you are at Waterloo Station at the um, south south eastern end, go up to the mezzanine, and you will see a, a, a extraordinary sculpture sticking out oh, from the uh, wall. And this is the sunbathers and. It was created in uh, 1951 for the Festival of Britain by a Hungarian uh, sculptor. Yeah. Um, really quite daring. It is. Um, yes. they, they are naked and um, it was lost and actually turned up in the uh, back of a pub in Blackheath and uh, has now been beautifully uh, reinstalled here. Yes, yes. Of course, um, the whole Festival of Britain, Britain site has been largely cleared including the um, uh, the air terminal and there's supposed to be a, a heli heliport going to be built there that, that all went along oh, with that most okay. people. So, so well worth yeah. um, getting this, this little burst anyway we'll walk, yes. walk uh, further along. So where, that's literally just gone up very recently. Oh it's I... uh, been there I think a few years but of course um, like most people my, all my sense of time has gone because um, <laughs> yes. uh, Covid etc. Yes, the Covid and, fog. <laughs> yes, the, the before times uh, yes, seem a, a long time ago, yes. But independent travel for you, so that really began with your hitchhiking yeah. to, to Brighton. Well, um, yes, um, um, I'm so for, <laughs> fortunate enough to have twin sisters who are just a year older than me. Yes. And they were always so, they are always so um, kind and inclusive. Oh, here we are, and that's the sign of the time. Hello. Um, so station, station closed. closed, yes. That's the um, trains heading from here down to um, Kent. Over. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get a picture of this. Oh dear, oh dear. Yes, so first first train tomorrow. You can go to Charing Cross at uh, uh, 7.16 if you want to. Um, it's a, um, a uh, awful, awful nuisance. And of course, it I sympathise with all trade unionists and absolutely recognise their right to uh, go on strike. But um, they are, uh, they're, they're playing, I think, slightly uh, recklessly with the travelling public who um, perhaps don't depend on the trains as they used to and um, are very happy to um, consider other forms of transport yeah. like maybe hitchhiking. Yeah, exactly. I think that's maybe going to be uh, become more and more... Um, yeah. Oh, and, uh, sorry, we've just, uh, yes. just gone oh, past yes, this yes. great archway. I love that. Um, Network Rail, by the way, live in there. Oh, um, behind behind those walls, um, but yes, you've got uh, 
all these fantastic uh, destinations, Middlesex, Surrey, Bucks, Buckinghamshire, Berkshire, Sussex, Isle of Wight. Um, I actually prefer the ones at um, uh, Blackfriars Station, the northern entrance there, oh, okay. um, where it, um, it speaks of all these amazing continental locations. And that's, that's you know, uh, that, that's, I think, what I found particularly inspiring, the idea that you could actually go abroad. And I don't know yes. about you, but yes. um, my first contact with abroad was the most amazing experience of my life, which was to go on a day trip with the school to Dieppe in France. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, it was quite a revolutionary thing to do. Um, and um, I, I was just staggered by how you could step from kind of normal life in New Haven and then four hours later you were in somewhere exotic and alien and um, I remember the, uh, the the cigarettes, the gauwas, the gitans yeah. <laughs> um, that uh, people were smoking. I remember just feeling that this was the world yeah, um, and yeah. I have returned many times since to Dieppe and it's a place I'm still very fond of. It's a great um, route across to France as it well. It definitely is. And definitely yes. one to go on at the moment I imagine. Uh, yeah <laughs> absolutely no, no traffic problems there and um, <laughs> Uh, the direct line from London to Paris goes through New Haven and goes through Dieppe. Yes. Don't write in if it's slightly adrift, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And we're now coming out of the um, triumphant exit from Waterloo Station yes. and looking across to the, the IMAX cinema, which is basically a big advertising hoarding which it happens is, to show films. Yes, yes. I always feel very sorry for Waterloo Station entrance. I feel it's lost its majestic sort of um, yeah. impact because of all because of the railway line and everything you don't oh, really yeah. see it in the same you've got to no. you've got to it's, look up make an effort to look up and yes it's not St it Pancras um, no exactly uh, it is not um, anyway um, <laughs> but what I love about this area and we're just crossing now we're going up towards the festival hall which is has survived since the um, festival of Britain yes. um, I've lived around here for do, 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 uh, 35 years. Yes, right. I was very young when I moved, thank you very much. <laughs> um, and it's been absolutely tremendous to see the way that this kind of slightly derelict and unloved area is now kind of tourist central. And it's I, I, really I love boomed, tourists. hasn't it? I'm very yeah. pleased to uh, see some of them coming back, even though the UK is doing its absolute best to uh, stop tourists coming here, particularly yeah. from Europe. Yes, yes. It's been, um, yeah, Waterloo's gone through many cycles of, of uh, gentrification. If, I don't know whether that's the right word to use for it, but certainly, um, well, actually the arts have had a big impact, haven't they, on, on Waterloo with the old Vic, the young Vic, uh, bringing, bringing theatre and... and uh, yes, I'm, I'm, Writers me. like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm being slightly hesitant because I'm not sure the extent to which the Old Vic and the Young Vic fine institutions that, that they are um, actually, um, actually entice people here. Okay. I think they're perhaps, the, the average person is more lured by um, all the um, riverside places to eat and yes, drink and that's very relax. True. And, and yeah. I, I think the Festival Hall itself, this huge uh, yes. rectangular relic the 1950s is, is kind of good because it uh, even though you might not ever want to go and see what's inside it uh, pre presents a location where you can enjoy 
mingling with humanity. Indeed, uh, that's what I love about it. It, it welcomes everybody, doesn't it? The festival, the Royal Festival Hall. Um, it's, it's a space that's, that is, uh, encompasses light, uh, a sense of freedom in there, in a way, the way with, the, with yes. all sorts of people that you could meet in there. And there's concerts, and there's the, there's the river looking south, from south looking north, if you want to. Yes, and, and much, much better uh, view than the, the, in the opposite direction. And yeah, um, yeah London's become a tourist, tourism centre, I think, despite itself. Um, I don't think it's been particularly welcoming, um, but uh, people come here anyway. And I mean, it helped vastly pre-pandemic by the fact that there were more airline seats flying to London than any city in the world. Yeah. Again, that is one of the many things which has changed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Olympics. I mean, the Olympics had a huge impact on oh, bringing people gosh. to London. Wouldn't you want to go back 10 years? Oh. Um, and um, what, a, what a feeling, uh, what to, an To atmosphere. a time when we appeared to welcome the world as opposed to um, yes. uh, <laughs> do our best to, to, to exclude it. Yes, um, I hope it will change. I mean, it's just a... Uh, I know many people who, who have lived here who suddenly felt very unwelcome here yeah. and went and left. For sure. And that's yeah. so sad because you, we lose friends and you lose that sense of world community, particularly in London, which, which does, is a representative of so many different cultures from all yes. around the world. And, and has hugely benefited from it. But um, it just shows you that um, uh, short-term xenophobic populism uh, can work if you if you um, pitch it right, and I think um, English nationalism is, um, which is effectively what we are living under at the moment, um, poss uh, possibly doesn't have much of a future, and um, maybe it's something we had to go through to prove it's a completely stupid idea yes. to yes. <laughs> pretend that you're somehow better than the rest of the world, that you're exceptional, and that. Um, uh, you really don't like um, people who aren't English. Um, awful, but, yeah, uh, yeah. There, but there we are. Being a Scot as well, you know, there's a <laughs> further, a further uh, impact of that because now they're very, very strongly thinking, oh. you know, that this is our moment to detach ourselves from England and join oh. Europe. But well, without getting again, too, too deep into into national nationalism versus internationalism, I'm I'm I'm. Again, somewhat concerned about uh, about the way that Scotland. Um, oh well, I I I think nationalism is. Uh, I think pride in one's nationality is great. Yes. I think nationalism um, pursued politically uh, isn't always very attractive. No, I think it's a bit dangerous actually. And too inward looking, but there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just um, I've, I've slipped on, up to yes. Hungerford Footbridge or the Jubilee Footbridges, I think, opened by Ken Livingstone. Oh, really? Okay. The London Mayor who didn't go on to become Prime Minister. Do you remember walking along that real Hungerford Bridge where you actually walked along by the, the yes. railway tracks? That was brilliant. I love that. I felt the sense of being a daredevil, you know, <laughs> taking my life into my hands, walking along there. Well, um, uh, yes, and but but it's it's great. This this kind of opens up the uh, yes uh, the river. There's Cleopatra's needle, bit of um, uh, theft of um, antiquities that we uh, 
seem to excel in. <laughs> we do, don't uh, we? And the London Eye, which of course, like the Eiffel Tower, was tended only to be a temporary structure and seems to be there and uh, and attracting people. Yeah, so yeah. anyway, very, very few people it's around. It's nine o'clock in the morning now. I know. And, Where um, is everyone? Quite, yes. But lovely to have it to ourselves in a way. But uh, I always feel slightly nervous now since the whole COVID thing uh, coming into London, because I do feel how that, that, that people, that there are so few people compared to what there was here, and also traffic. And I know it's all been re-jigged re so that the, the flows of traffic go in different directions. So areas that used to be really busy for me are suddenly very quiet. And I'm almost thinking like, what's, hap what's going on around here? <laughs> you know, why is it so quiet? But maybe you living here all the time, Oh, you well, haven't noticed that. No, I, I mean, the, the, the ghost city that it became um, was uh, very dispiriting. Um, people are coming back and I, th I like the way that, um, well, uh, the, the streets have slightly been reclaimed by humanity. Yes, that's and, true. And uh, there, there, there is a trend towards, uh, ever since, well, here we are, Ken Livingston, two mentions in two minutes. Um, the, the congestion charge has has done quite a lot to uh, uh, rebalance things, make it yeah. a more human place to be in. Yeah. Um, but of course, uh, the, the problems of mobility in a city so vast continue, and I just hope that we uh, manage to keep things on the right keel, because of course, as with the railway, so with the London Underground, etc. Revenue has collapsed and it's very going to be very tempting for the next Prime Minister just to say, oh, how much are we spending? Right, let's just cut back, cut back, cut back. And that's, yeah. I, I think we are in for a, if I may, transportational recession, which is um, uh, very dispiriting. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dispiriting twice in <laughs> two minutes as <laughs> oh, well. Oh dear, oh dear it's oh all getting dear. very gloomy, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> so let's, let's, um, let's take ourselves abroad for a moment. You've just come back from from Italy yes. for, for a quick a quick trip over there to the to the islands to Ponza. I ah. so you have a podcast. I listened to your the your well, little oh, very, uh, very nice of you. Yes. Your independent podcast. Yes, the uh, island of Ponza. Ponza. If you've not been there, my goodness, it's one of those. I I I, I love Italy, and indeed, um, maybe your uh, listeners would want to con contemplate this notion themselves. If you could only ever go on holiday to one country, which would it be? Yes. And uh, by a mile, for me, it is Italy. Right. Because while I love France, Spain, yes. um, everywhere, uh, Italy just has so much diversity, beauty, great food. Oh, hello. Hello, how are you doing? Oh, okay. Uh, do you want to, should we get a picture? Here we are. Um, we'll we just do a quick podcast here. We're doing here, a podcast here. Yeah. Oh, nice podcast. to see you. That's all right. right. No, it's, You're it's now a, part of the podcast. Where, where are you going? Where are you? Uh, we're from Staffordshire. Are you? How did you manage to get here? It's a rail strike. Um, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Right. First, first year away from the children in five oh, years. Oh, is it? So oh, my goodness. Right, here we yeah. are. Right, we're all going to get in. <laughs> right. Um, very nice to uh, see you. Yeah, nice. Johnny, whereabouts in the fine county of Staffordshire? Um, we are literally uh, five minutes away from Wedgwood. Oh, okay. Very nice. I, I must say, I do love your bit of the Peak District more than Derbyshire. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah. Nice to see you. Have a lovely <laughs> day. Bye. There we go.
That happens. Uh, that, of the part of the course. No, no, no. They were extras. They were actors that I booked to um, try and impress oh, yeah. you. <laughs> Back to Ponza in Italy. Yes. Uh, so, so um, I'm. Uh, I, I love Italy. I don't speak Italian for my great shame, but I, I can blame my. my um, education for that in Crawley, yeah. which I can blame, I can attribute all sorts of things <laughs> to that. So, um, I love Rome, I love Florence, I love Venice, I even love them when they're absolutely full of tourists. Yeah. But I'm also always trying to find somewhere where you don't get tourists in anything like such abundance. And if you compare Ponza, which is about 60 miles off the uh, off the coast has ferry links from Naples from uh, Anzio as well yes uh, with somewhere like Capri um, it is just uh, much more joyful very, very similar in size actually but okay. um, one uh, is, is relatively quiet and scenic and beautiful and gentle and relaxed the other is absolutely full-on tourism and kind of little replicas of Bond Street oh, gosh. Um, in uh, the, the this sort of little hilly mountain village. It's very, <laughs> very, very weird in Capri. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Ponza, yeah. Uh, do check it out. Right. Yes, yes, I will do, because I'm hoping to go to Italy later this year, and to Sicily, in fact, ah, in a camper good. van. So, Sicily, so, right, okay. Are what you, do you, you know about Sicily? Well, I know that I wouldn't go there in a camper van. Uh, I'm sorry, but okay. maybe I have to have an argument about this. Uh, okay. But um, no, uh, I, um, uh, well, Sicily is a bit like Texas is to the US, Sicily is to Italy, which is a kind of intensified version. And if you're wondering about the change in acoustics, that's because we're going through this old Victorian kind of tunnel, which yes. leads from the footbridge that you remember, which is always part of the, the kit, yes. through to Charing Cross Station, yes, yes. Um, which is um, we are uh, just about to emerge into. Um, so Sicily is a, 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 a very, very alluring um, island. And the great thing is that as well as astonishing scenery, of course, from um, the corrugated coastline to Mount Etna, yeah. uh, you've got great cities and, and the two which I would say are way above any others are Syracuse, Syracuse yes. on the um, southeastern edge and Palermo, the capital, in the middle of the north coast. Okay. Um, nice. and, uh, but, but I'm sorry, I need to ask you, uh, yes, Sicily, why in a camper van? Ah, because it's a way of getting there, which means we're not flying and we're just going to take, because we may actually, we're looking for a place to live. So right. it could be, end up being in Italy, it could be Sicily, it could be Sardinia. So having the flexibility of having a little van, it's not, it's just a, it's not a huge, you know, um, massive thing. Oh, this, right. uh, this oh, is, oh. Uh, here we are, this is um, are uh, uh, one of the great obstacles of, um, <laughs> here we are. Now, uh, uh, on my own, I think I could, oh no, that's shut there. Yeah. So, so here we are, everybody. We are, we are at a completely deserted and empty um, Charing Cross station. And this is because drivers with Southeastern are on strike. And as a result of that, um, the um, 
Oh, only pigeons, pigeon well, just flow, only pigeons flew in through the door, uh, completely un, um, uh, undisturbed. So yes, yeah, so all all the doors are sealed. So I think I we can get us out of here. Well, yes, another another escalator. Yes, right. Yes, so so it's really it's really a means to to getting about get to getting about going to be able to get to little villages because we you know we can't rely on on well we could rely on buses but we don't have loads and loads of time to do everything so we'd like to be able to do it within between september and november before it gets really cold so well, that, that sounds that. like so, a lovely time to be there so it's th that's the reason for taking but you could hitchhike you could hitchhike not not there yes. um oh we could hitchhike when we get there certainly yes. i mean we might not go everywhere around in the van but right. it's a means of getting there okay yes all right. Oh, look, I'm so sorry. Everybody, of course, um, uh, must be free completely to choose their, 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 their would, preferred way of travelling. I would I'm love just to go by, I would love to have gone by train, but unfortunately, I mean, it costs it's the a million cost pounds. Of, yeah, well it's, well, it's just Italian trains. I mean, that's, that's super cheap. Oh, but no, it's sure, actually, but, 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 but it's actually the accommodation the and everything, whereas we have our accommodation is on board, uh, so we have a way of yeah. not spending huge amounts of money while we try to find where we want to be what so. would you say to people who said but by being in your little camper van sorry yes. it might be a big camper van That's it might a be a, um, a, a hollywood style winnebago <laughs> hello um oh there we are and um, we've got a man with a noisy trolley there right. let, let, let him go past um now we're just outside all bar one yes he's doing uh, his deliveries what would you say to people? Yes, you've, you've got your, your camper van and you're yes. kind of slightly, slightly closing yourself off, bringing your world with you. Well, not really. I'm just bringing myself and a backpack. Okay. And, and then, I mean, we'll walk everywhere. It's, right. it's just a means to get to places, not to drive around. It's a means to get to a place to then explore yeah. using local buses, lose it, using our feet. Yes. And getting around and seeing. Um, yeah. And, and of course, in the olden days, before you could fly to um, Catania for 50 quid, yes. um, uh, any day you wanted, um, of course, the only way that a lot of people could get abroad was by taking their vehicle. We, we never had a car in my family. Oh my goodness, what's going on here? This is podcast <laughs> hell. We'll go around the front of it. Maybe. Our boots is open, but... Uh in Charing Cross Station, but uh... yes, I know. I I um, I initially would have loved to have done it all by train. I have to admit, but um, this seems a more cost-effective way for us to get to where we've got to. Go. Yes, and and we're not we're not driving at speed. We're just doing small journeys at a time, so we actually get to experience lot, as many places as we can. Which is a lovely way to do it. Yes. Okay. There. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for, for explaining that. The trouble is, I wouldn't, I'm a terrible driver, and even though I have a license, um, I would, um, well, particularly in Italy, where I do not have the uh, Italian driving gene, I would yes. not, be a, uh, not I, be a good candidate for that. You know what? I have to say, driving in Italy, which we did in a hire car a couple of years ago, was the most frightening thing I ever did in the world, <laughs> I have to say. So from so, that point of view, I'm not looking forward to it. But at the same time, it does give us a lot of flexibility, which we wouldn't have if we just flew to one place. So it gives us an opportunity to, see, to actually explore as much of Italy as we can. 
So I stop with it. It's not the. It's uh. actually parachute silk. I need to explain that I've um, <laughs> uh, offered to, to, to carry your bag and that um, uh, I'm making, now making a, a bit of a fuss about it and shuffling around and so on. So on no, so you're fine. Thank um, you very yeah. much for carrying my right. book, Simon. Okay, well, no, that, that's so interesting to hear and it is very um, retro, the idea of packing everything into a vehicle and then taking it to the far south of um, uh, Europe. But you see, we're not taking everything. We're literally taking what we can to eat, sleep and, and clothes, but Fantastic. nothing else okay. at this point. And if we yeah. find it's there, then we will probably find another way to get our, either get our uh, other possessions, mainly books, across. Oh, books. Okay. Yes. So yes, From of course, bookshop. that would make sense. I yes. have a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> um, so I couldn't take all of those with me. It's just too much. Right. So. Uh, just uh, crossing into uh, Trafalgar Square, that beeping, heralding the uh, appearance to the left of um, uh, Nelson's Column, to the yes. right of the uh, National Gallery. Uh, good morning. Good morning. And then another event. Ah, so oh, this is um, the uh, Women's Euro Fan Zone. Oh. Yes, um, it'd be interesting to see how the fan zones are, by the way, in Qatar uh, for the World Cup in yes. 2018. Are you going out there for that? Well, look, and, and here we... Oh, no, how did I fall into that trap? Here we are at one of the many, many, many uh, difficult issues that tourism raises. Because I'm all in favour of tourism. does yeah. wonders for um, economies. Brilliant way of transferring wealth from the richer parts of the world to the poorer. Um, creates employment and, most of all, fosters togetherness so from all points of view tourism great i mean it can't well not all points of view it, it obviously has environmental impacts and sometimes yes. social impacts as well and that's to be deplored but um what do you do about the world cup so um i'm i'm kind of genuinely all in favor of world cups as an effectively an extreme form of uh, of, of tourism and i was in uh, russia in 2018 and what a Mm -hmm. Fabulous uh, occasion that was. Yes. Um, Qatar, well, there you are. Obviously, they don't need the money. And no. some people would say that they've only got the World Cup because they do have the money. Um, ha -ha. Uh, and yeah. yeah, lots of people are going to go. Yeah. So, therefore. Are um, they? Do you think they are going to go? Well, uh, the, 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 well I say lots of people. Um, you know, in the. From, from the UK, in the tens of thousands, probably not the hundreds of thousands. Yeah. And therefore, if you're going to be a travel journalist, you kind of want to help prepare the way for them and um, obviously explain all the many issues in terms of um, uh, the way that um, the, the society there is. Mm -hmm. you know, we, would, we would say repressive, clearly huge issues about rights for women, for gay people yep. and so on. Um, and uh, all the more so across the border in, the, in Saudi Arabia, which is another place which is doing its best to develop a tourism economy. Now, here we are. What, don't you just love this? Yeah, Walking around London, you just see stuff. So here yeah. we have, I'm looking, I'm looking at a queue of about 100 people. Yeah. Um, to, mostly of sort what? of, they appear to be many, many of them Southeast Asian yeah. uh, descent. Ah, I think it's because the Philippines Embassy or the ah, tourism board is around the corner right. and I dare say they are queuing up for something there. 
Um, but it's, here we are on the corner of Pall Mall, just outside Canada House. And um, yeah, lots of families. So I would say Suffolk Street. Uh, yes. Filipino gathering. Should we yes. go around the corner? And see yeah, if, let's go and see. This Gosh, is the, long yeah, here we is, are. Massive Philippine flag. Yes. Hello. Um, and um, I wonder what they queue for. I know, on this maybe we should morning. ask somebody. Yes, I think we should. At the uh, front of the queue. Yeah. Oh, hello. What are you queuing for, please? Yeah. What, what's the queue for? Oh. oh, you're renewing your passports. Oh, can you get me one, please, while you are there? <laughs> so, am I from Swansea? No, I wish I was. I'm not. I'm from Crawley. Oh, I'm sorry. But you're from Swansea. Beautiful city, isn't it? You left at 11 last night to drive here to get your passport. Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, oh well. Um, well. Good luck, we hope you get them today. Is it like this every Saturday? Apparently, apparently. Right. Worse. Worse than this. Really? Oh dear. Um, and uh, where are you? Where, where, where is your. Where, where from in Philippines is your, is your heritage? Oh, uh, outside Manila. Okay. Great city, Manila. It is. Have Manila. you been there? I have, I love it's Manila. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Very fast moving city. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wow, oh look at this. So. Like, um, you know, waiting for a food bank. Oh, oh no. gosh. People are looking, it's like, what are they doing there? Well, <laughs> everyone's in quite good spirits. How long, um, have, you, how long you, have you been waiting here then, specifically? Since some are five o'clock in the morning. Really? They, they, they were camping. Right, camping? Yeah. Oh, five no. Okay. Yeah. If you need to do anything, we can keep, we can take your place in the queue and you can go off and do things, <laughs> if you like. You need going, but it's good. We haven't lost our spirit. Okay. Oh, look. I, I think it's moving. Things, things are moving. Really? Yes, oh. this is very exciting. Okay. Nice to see you. Yes. Good luck. Uh, have, have a nice day. Have a happy trip with your passport and a happy trip back to Swansea. <laughs> nice to see you. Bye. Bye. -bye. Well, how intriguing. So, look uh, at that. Cute. Yeah, so now 250 people. All Brett, smiley uh, people. Though. I know. Crikey. <laughs> the, the, the scenes outside the... Uh, it's a social. <laughs> yeah, it is. How fantastic. Well, well, well. Um, and many of them clutching pieces of paper and, yeah. and sort of plastic folders with important documents. Anyway, yes. uh, very good. Um, <laughs> do you mind me saying? Um, that, 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 so she was a very nice lady from Swansea. Yes. And one of the things I've noticed about occasionally being on television is that people think they know you, but yes. they haven't got a clue why. Because it, you know, it's not like you're famous or anything, it's just they vaguely remember the face. So, yeah, yeah. so when she Are said, you Oh, you're from Swansea? Swansea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, which is a beautiful city. I mean, of, of yeah. the. Uh, I haven't been to Swansea actually. Oh, my goodness. So the UK has. Let's, let's, let's uh, try and work it out. Uh, a subject which in August is uh, very, very important beach cities. Yes. So an actual proper city with lots of heritage and all that stuff, plus a um, a sandy beach. Uh, or a plus beach. A, a bit, yeah. So so yeah, the uh, the ultimate beach city is Brighton, but the beach there is horrible, awful yeah. stones. Yeah. Uh, Aberdeen is probably the finest. This wonderful sweep. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, 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 but it's uh, slightly uh, slightly chilly. northern. On the chilly side. As Swansea well. <laughs> is absolutely great. Yeah. And um, a late entrance is. Um, Canterbury, because technically, Herne Bay and Whitstable, I think, ah. fall within the, uh, the, the the city limits, and so therefore it's a 
a reasonable um, uh, a re reasonable contender for Beach City. Okay. Anyway, but I'm not from Swansea. I'm from Crawley, and <laughs> therefore, well, my first um, destination was the fine Beach City of Brighton. Okay. And um, interesting, we just walked past in Charing Cross, uh, one of the first gay pubs in in yes, London um, yes. with rainbow flag outside. You know, from deep into the uh, 20th century, and of course. Brighton, absolutely way ahead of the rest of the country in terms of um, having an openly gay, gay yes, community, yes, which, yes. Was, uh, which was terrific. Anyway, yeah. where were we? Um, the Philippines, we, um, yeah, Sicily, in Sicily your camper van. Camp van. But actually, uh, talking again back to the UK cities, in your other podcast that you have with uh, Mick Webb, your, uh, your, your, your mate. Ne never heard of him, yes, anyway. <laughs> Um, you were t you were just uh, you put out a poll to see which was the most uh, popular city in in, uh, yes. in the UK or cities, and Edinburgh came out number one, which is where I was born and brought yes. up. Yes, and uh, and Bristol was number two. Well, well, yeah. I mean, we did we did a bit of a kind of conservative. Oh gosh, it sounds awful. Conservative party um, uh, narrowing it down, uh, narrowing it down to a field of two. Yes. Um, and I championed Edinburgh because, well, uh, I, I cannot see, and, and you're even going to say that uh, Edinburgh is a beach city because of the beach at Well, Portobello. yes, I was going to say it is, yes. Yeah, okay, fine. Well, I used to go there everything. all the time on my bicycle. Yes. Um, <laughs> Growing up. <laughs> so, um, well, just startlingly beautiful terrain, which you don't often see. Mm. I mean, for example, Manchester is a fine city, but you know, yeah. it doesn't have any... Um, any contours, whereas uh, Edinburgh most certainly Has does. Many, yes. Culture, heritage, great place to eat and drink, fantastically um, uh, diverse community. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah. See, for me growing up there, it's changed so much. I mean, no. in a good way. It's much, How? it's so much more uh, international. For goodness sake, when I was growing up, it was not like it is now in terms of its cultural spread of people who who live in edinburgh but for example um, the italian community was always oh yes. really strong there. oh definitely yes our next door neighbor the were the cuginis they had an italian restaurant too. Ah, okay. and, um, yes and, and a big um uh chinese community as well yes there. but in terms of sort of across the world internationally i would say it was culturally not as diverse as as london for sure i think the cold kept a lot of people away initially but um but so that's a good thing, and the festival has grown hugely. Ah, um, okay. Oh well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so so, so these... sorry. We can have another argument about this. <laughs> no, we're not. The most ridiculous thing in the world in the twenty in the third decade of the twenty first century. Yes. Is that a magnificent city like Edinburgh would completely trash its tourism offering by? having a festival and a fringe, which is now obviously bigger than the festival, yeah. that runs all the way through August, which is exactly when it would be completely full anyway. Yeah. So you're, you're yeah. making a peak into a super peak. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I can see back in the kind of 60s or something, when the city tourism wasn't huge, international tourism in Scotland was fairly low. Yeah. But now it's just mad. And I keep saying, move it to September, yes. move it to June, um, then you'll be able to have a much kind of longer peak season, but um, funnily enough, uh, people don't take any notice of me. Oh dear. Oh, maybe I should go, up and go into the uh, 
festival officers up there, headquarters, well, and well, you, have a you, word with them on your behalf. You probably know them, but I, I just think uh, no, well, you're even totally better agree. me. Yes. And, and they'll say, no, it all works really well because all the artists, um, they have the summer off and they love coming here, but uh, yes, yes. I don't know. And when you have to go and, with the greatest respect, stay in Dunfermline at the uh, Premier Inn for £5,000 a night, because oh, uh, it's the only place you can stay, yeah. then... Um, yeah, I know, that's... Doesn't make what it so... What an misery I am, but anyway, <laughs> you probably can see Well, you know what, I suppose, you see, I never saw it as a tourist, I only ever saw it as yeah, a resident, so yeah. I always had a home to go back to, so it never concerned me, that part of it. Yes. You know, you could stay out till um, two o'clock in the morning and then uh, and have your, your late night and then get there 7 a.m. for the breakfast, do that yeah. for three days and then you'd be a wreck and not, so that would be it. <laughs> yes. But... Um, Anyway, but that's, that's Edinburgh and Bristol. Um, yeah. come, but coming back to independent travel again, and from your days of, of backpacking uh, and very much going as cheaply as possible. Hello, how are you? Um, I'm going on holiday to Ireland. Where are you going? Maastricht. Maastricht, oh to really? Andre Rieu. You're oh, not. Wow. You are going to that. Okay, can fantastic. I tell you about this? Well, and also, I'll, yeah. turn, I'll turn this off. Also, okay, fantastic. It's all, it's all the hotel, all organised by Andre Rieu. Mm. Basically, we, we uh, get in the Eurostar, yeah. and then we're going to... Go from Brussels to the pick us up the, the Andre Rieu coach, yeah. take us to the hotel that he part owns. We're no. seeing that concert, really? and then we're going to go across the border into Germany for the Christmas market. It's the week before Christmas we're going. Right, okay, ah. fantastic. If you don't know the great Andre Rieu, Rieu um, Maastricht connection, he is... A, a, well, you describe him. Well, he's very flamboyant, he's a violinist, yes. wears a suit and tie, on stage and he's got long shoulder length hair um, and he, in his um, happily married man and when during Covid he still paid out of his own money all the orchestra he mm. paid them their wages out of his own wow. money he's and worth so 70 million though is so he really okay yeah, so that's, that's more than you you've got very nice uh, is that a, a no, BMW I'm, X5 I'm a, yeah I'm a chauffeur for the richest family in Britain are you no. really? Yeah, they live just around the corner, no. but I've got shopping to do for them, and it's, the bags are going to be heavy. Oh. Yeah, they're worth 28 billion. They're Sunday really? Times rich list number one. Indians, no. yeah. No. Four Indian brothers. They've been in business, their father and before them, totally 100 years. That's last really year. convenient, isn't it? Yeah. So 28, 28 and a half billion they're worth. You know the old war office, Winston yeah. Churchill's old war office yes. on Whitehall? Yeah. They bought that five years ago for 450 million and it's being made into the seven-star poshest hotel in Britain. Wow. And there's suites there for sale. Well, first of all, of course, I would love to meet these people, wouldn't you? Of course, you? yes, but, but are, they, are they nice people? Are they ordinary people? They're okay, the wages are good. I'm, I'm, I'm in chauffeur in central London. You can't pay them a little. I'm half Indian myself. Oh, are you? Yeah. yeah, maybe fantastic. we've got a few things but to learn. But Andre Rieu, um, <laughs> yes. this is but going back back to him. This is fantastic, and it is a proper kind of cult in Maastricht, isn't it? He gets yeah. all the audience involved. You must look it on YouTube, Andre yes. Rieu, because he gets all the audience involved. And um, Anthony Hopkins, the actor, mm -hmm. he was at the one of the concerts, and he wrote, uh, he composed some music. Anthony Hopkins writes music. Does he? And Andre Rieu found out about it, and found out that he was in the audience, and called him up on stage. And he gave him the music and they played it. Oh, wow. Yeah. And there was an 11-year-old girl that, all, that was an opera singer. Yeah. And uh, she always wanted And when he found out about it, he picked her out in the crowd and got her up on stage. She's 11 years old and she sang. Oh. But everyone gets involved and people yeah. love it and they can't wait to go back. Yeah. See, my girlfriend has been wanting to do that for years. Right. And I thought we'll do it. 
Yeah. But it's, it's a far off, it's a week before Christmas. Oh, but, but we're but going, we're going to the Christmas market, but they reckon the best Christmas market in the world is Salzburg. Is it, yeah, that, that's, uh, well, I mean, they're all great in Germany, they're all dressed different. Um, Cologne is, um, uh, has got some lovely yeah. uh, markets. I've never been there, but my girlfriend has. Uh, there's a cathedral in Cologne, mm -hmm. 600 years to build. It, it took 600 years to build, and it's beautiful, you, you'd know that. And on QI the other week, someone, uh, they said, of Cologne Cathedral, uh, 600 years to build. And I said, why did it take so long? And one of the comedians said, well, the builders would have a private work to do, didn't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. Anyway, look, oh. it's so nice to talk yes, to you. Yes. And thank you, you've, you've actually you inspired me. Day. What, what, da what date is the, um, is the, the Andre, Andre Rio thing? The week before Christmas, right. I can't okay. remember the exact date. I might get over there, beautiful time to be there. Yes. Yes. I wanted to see, I went to Edinburgh last year, because I'm half Scottish as well. well, well half Indian, I'm an Afro girl. My mum was from Dundee. Oh, okay. And so I went to Edinburgh. Yes. Um, last year, and he was playing there last year. Was but he? I said to my girlfriend, I don't want to see him in Scotland. You were I yeah. want to see him where, where he's from. from. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we organised that, yeah. Oh, fantastic, okay. But I, I travel a lot, not as much as you, but I used to go seven, eight times a year, travel. Yeah, yeah I went to Dubai, and on the day before we were leaving, on the day after, before we were leaving, um, Sting was going to be on the beach <laughs> in a rock concert, but we'd missed it. And, and I had to get back to work. Yeah. And uh, if I didn't have to, I would have extended my right. stay to see Sting yeah. to yeah. play. Uh, it was other rock bands as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to play on the beach in Dubai. So I missed out oh. on that. But I've oh. done loads of stuff. Yeah. yeah. I have. I've done loads of travelling. Flew to Florence. And the moment that we arrived, because we were seeing Jamiroquai in concert, oh, a race okay. course, yeah. Yeah. we didn't want to miss things. And do you know the Santa Maria Church yeah. in Florence? Have mm -hmm. you been there? Yeah. The Dome. Christopher Wren copied that dome for St Paul's. Right. It's been there longer than St Paul's Cathedral has. And it's got 287 steps. And the moment we landed, we got the bus, we got the hotel, yeah. and we got the bus into town, and we climbed those 208 steps. Yeah. But every 100 steps, I had to, <laughs> I had to do Take that. A breath. And we got to the very top of Santa Maria, and we walked around the dome. And all the dome inside's painted like the Sistine Chapel is. Mm. But Christopher Wren copied that dome for his dome for St Paul's. Whoa, there we go. You yeah. should be on Mastermind or something. Well, all you, these should, you should be a London tourist guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, definitely. And, and a Florence and a, a Maastricht and an Edinburgh tourist oh, guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I went to Fort William as well earlier in the year and we climbed Ben Nevis. Oh, I've got a Labrador, a Red Fox Labrador, and it's very strong. And he, he pulled us up <laughs> Ben Nevis. <laughs> Yeah, that's brilliant. That's yeah, what you good. need. Well, look, how nice to talk to you. I do appreciate you spending time. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're recording a podcast. We're doing a podcast so at the moment. You're being recorded. Yeah. Oh, right, really? Yeah. yeah. So, just talking about um, travel, and then I'm um, then I'm off to catch a train, which is a rare sight today. Yeah. Do you ever watch Michael Portillo? I do train, sometimes. Yes. Train journeys. Yeah. yeah. He did India uh, last week. He did ah. Chennai, ah. and um, my bosses have a company out there. And there's a place called Pondicherry, yeah. and they yeah. filmed the life of Pi there. Yes. Yes. And I wanted to see where they filmed Life of Pi. So, but you have to fly to Chennai, and then it's yeah. a three-hour drive to Pondi. Yeah. And my bosses own an electric bus company in Chennai. They've got homes all over the world. Oh. They live just around the corner here. Their house is 64 bedrooms. Oh dear. This is a shame. So nice to see you. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. 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 I'll tell my girlfriend you. that I've met you. <laughs> well, should we get, should we get a picture? Yeah, yes, do that. There we are. Oh, I'm holding you up, are you? No, I'm going to oh, Hayford okay. shopping. I've yeah. got to go to the airport so, and pick cooks. You've got to go to the airport and pick up one of the cooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. And he doesn't speak any English whatsoever. No. But I've got, oh, a, I've, got sorry, a, I've got a sign to, to hold up. But I know, I've seen yeah. the guy before, you know. So uh, I know what he looks like. Yeah. 
Great to see you. Thank and you very much indeed. And thank you for those insights into um, into your life. Yes. Very, very good to know. Yeah. Okay. Thank have, you. Have you been to Dubai? Uh, I have, yes. And um, they do something called the X Line, which is, um, um, you know, in, in the army, when they hold on to something like a yeah. rope from a high building and they can scoot down, you can do that, but you're strapped in and you're 600 feet up. And there's, you wear a helmet, open face, with a camera on the end, and it films forward and you, and it flips between the two. And me and my son went there a couple of years ago. We were 600 feet up, and you don't realise how high up you are until you're up there. When you're looking at a building, yeah, it's quite tall, but when you're up looking down, it feels taller. And I was getting a bit heart palpitations, and there was loads of people that were doing it. I said to my son, should we back out? And he went, no, let's do it. And we literally flew from the top of a 600-foot building in Dubai, oh. right across the marina, and there were yachts in the marina, and there were people on the yachts having their drinks, waving to us as we flew by. It's called the X-Line. Fantastic. Do it. If you ever go to Dubai, do the X-Line. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I've got one more question for you, because Emma is driving to Sicily. Have you driven in Italy? Um, I haven't, but I've got friends that live in um, Tormina. Mm -hmm. right, and okay, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a place called Savoca in Italy and they filmed The Godfather there mm -hmm. and it's near a village called Corleone because The Godfather's family name was Corleone mm. and um, it's Savoca, Sicily and I've got friends there and we went to the bar where Al Pacino met that young girl yes. and, he married, and he married her in Sicily because he, he killed people in New York yes. and escaped by going to Sicily and he goes to a bar and uh, it's called Bar Vitelli and I've sat in the chair that Al Pacino sat in with the Bar Fratelli sign and I've got a, a makeup, makeup gun, they've got a gun there, not a real one, and I pretended I was shooting my son in, in this village, Savoca, Sicily, but I've also been to um, Palermo, yeah. That's mm -hmm. where you fly into, isn't yeah. it? Yes. And Savoca and um, Tormina. Right. I love Sicily. I would live there. Yeah. I mean, I'm nearly six. I'm nearly sixty, and I would say within the next five to ten years, I'll be living in Sicily. Oh, I'll see mm. you there then. Yeah, <laughs> definitely beautiful. And my friends live there. Beautiful. I went at Christmas time, and they light bonfires uh, Christmas Eve to ward off the demons. So there's bonfires everywhere, and every square in Sicily there's bonfires. Oh yeah. wow. Sounds fascinating. Yeah, I love travel. Yes. And, uh, you and Emma are going to be next door neighbours in, um, <laughs> in a, a, a former mafia, or can I say that, mafia yeah. village in Sicily. So yeah. I think this is very exciting. I'll come out and, and visit both of you. Yeah, okay. And we, and we um, went up Mount Etna as well. Did you? Yeah. Yes. And then when we, and then the next day it was smoking. Yeah. Lucky like, like we did it yesterday, <laughs> not today. You know, you get the cable, yeah. you drive up, and then mm. you get a cable car. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So nice to see. Yeah. You. I, I kind of said so. We'll, we'll bump into you again. Um, it would be a re real treat too, and I will try and get out to uh, to Maastricht, which is a beautiful um, Dutch yes. city anyway, completely yes. unlike yeah, yeah. the rest of the world. I've only ever been to uh, Amsterdam, so I've never, yeah. I've never been to Maastricht. And yeah. I haven't done Cologne, but I'd like to just, just to see the cathedral yeah, and yes. see why they took yeah. so long to build it. <laughs> 600 years, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Imagine how many people were involved. Yeah. You know, yeah. Back in the day, you didn't live as long, did you? Yeah. People then only lived to about 40 or 50. No, no exactly. exactly. You know, so you imagine the amount of people. Look at the Great Wall of China. Um, originally, it was 13,000 miles long, but there's only about 5,000 miles left of it. Yeah. And they and scientists scraped out some of the cement and analysed it. And do you know there's human remains in the cement of the Great Wall of China? Yes. Oh, that's, yeah, remains. that's yeah. it. So it's obviously, they, the dead people, they were threw just them thrown in, the in there. Yeah. They were put in the mix, weren't they? For the cement, for the Great Wall of China. 
Oh dear. We've been on a tour well, of the world. We have, so nice yes. to see you. Yes. One more thing, Sahara Desert. Yeah. They once dug about 100 feet. And guess what was down there? Fish bones. Mm. Which proves the Sahara yeah. Desert was covered with sea mm. at yeah. one time. Yeah. Fish bones. What's that about? Yeah, quite. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> mm. Oh, one more thing, you probably know this. You know the like the atoll islands, you know, like uh, the Pacific and the um, um, Fiji, not Fiji, but the little islands like Tahiti and stuff like You've got white sand, haven't you? Mm -hmm. Do you know what that white sand, you know that that's not sand? That it's... Do you, do you, you know it's not sand, don't you? Is you know, like the Maldives. Yeah. You, know, you know when you see beautiful aerial yeah. views of the Maldives? And because the waters are so clear, you can see the white sand yeah. shining mm. through the mm. water, can't you? It's not sand. Do you know what it is? Go on then. Fish bones and fish poo. <laughs> welcome to paradise. Yes, yes. welcome yeah. to paradise. Millions of years. Yes. Wow. Fish bones and fish poo there dried out. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Now we got to, if, if we're going to give you a credit, uh, sorry, I'm taking my yes. pen here. What, so what's, what's, your, what's your what's your name? My name's Paul. So uh, my yeah. my dad said because I was born in London, he yeah. wanted all my brothers and sisters to have English first names. Yeah. Paul, what a treat to meet you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, as soon as I saw you, I thought the holiday guy. <laughs> I don't know your first name, but it's, your surname's Calder, isn't it? That's Simon. Simon Calder, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. You remind me of um, a teacher I had at school. Yeah. Well, I was a math teacher, but, but um, I don't recall teaching you. No, no. This um, was in Crawley. No, no, I, was, I went to Elliot School in Putney, and I left mm, in 79. In 79, I left. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it was a pottery teacher that looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's very funny. Paul, absolute pleasure. Yeah, great. See you, see you. Lovely to meet you. Emma. Very nice to meet you. Great to see you. And we will uh, look forward to your. Uh, I'll look for, I'm just uh, clocking that. I'll, I'll watch oh, out for this you. Is, this is an old beast, five years old. They bought a car uh, two weeks ago, a Bentley sedan. Wow. <laughs> Flying spur. Cheerio, bye. Oh. Emma, there I'm so sorry. That no, was fascinating. That was, wasn't that? But yes. this is London, isn't yes. it? Yes. And I love that. It, it, it kind of always happens when you least expect it. Yes. That somebody will just stop and start chatting to you, and and these amazing stories come out of out of people. Yeah. And, well, and, and, and everyone has a story. And forgive me, <laughs> yes. but isn't that exactly what we're talking about with hitchhiking? Yes. Um, and so therefore you always, um, and we're just going to go around here, yeah. I'm going to take you up Bond Street if that's okay. Yes. Um, but hitchhiking is just, the, uh, and that, that was, if you like, uh, so I don't know how, we were, how long we were talking to, um, 10 minutes or so, but you know, quite often you will get a lift for 10 minutes and you will absolutely find out more about that person than quite possibly their best friend knows because yes. you are in this kind of anonymous encounter. Yeah. And I, I remember actually Bristol, I was uh, running late for a train, a bit CDSS Great Britain, and uh, uh, I, I just sort of stuck my thumb out randomly. You don't normally get lifts in cities. And this guy picked me up. It took six minutes to get to the station, during which he told me his, the, the, the kind of great sadness, the pain that he had um, because of his relationship with his brother um, and oh. you know he, he's clearly just wanting to tell somebody a fellow yeah. human about this yeah safe in the knowledge that you know we'd never meet, meet again, again that, yes. that uh, his story was kind of safe with me and uh, Paul bless him there we are just wanting to share stuff and here we are look at this beautiful car oh wow Ooh, oh. fantastic uh, yes, and that's, uh, I've tried it, it looks Italian. It does. Um, but it's it? very red and very, um, very noisy, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, a nice smiley driver in the, 
in, yes. the, in the driving seat. So we're, we're now um, yes. on our great adventure. We got slightly stopped in we, St James's, but in a very, very good way in oh, terms definitely. of the... Uh, so, yeah. so, yeah, so I, what I want to ask you, so there we were talking about, you know, uh, people with a lot of money and with that, and the development of the world, technology has had such a huge impact on how people travel with phones, they don't use maps, and, yes. and, and many other technological uh, bits and pieces that people use to, to, to travel with or to get them from A to B or even while they're there. How, how do you view that? Is it something that you see as a huge benefit? Or do you feel, is it something that you use? Well, uh, or, or okay. is it something that's, right. that has changed and you, you feel you've lost something from the past as a result? Okay, well, there's, let, let me give you the sorry. range. No, no, no. Let me give you the range of possible answers, which go from, oh, young people of today, they don't know how to read an ordnance survey map. Um, so much better than phones. You're not, your battery's not going to run out. Um, you know, you, you, you can't trust Google Maps, etc. And you lose your entire sense of kind of how to get from A to B if you're just being guided by, by satnav. So yes. that's one answer. Yes. The other answer is. Isn't it fantastic? I have in my life got lost badly so many times and now I'm, I can just relax knowing that um, wherever I am in the world, I mean, we could, we could now, we're walking down Piccadilly here, we could walk down, uh, we, we could be looking at a map of Piccadilly in Manchester. Um, I'm gonna say there's one in Sydney, Australia. I don't know if that's true, but, but you can just kind of zoom in and, yeah. and see, see, see those locations. So you are in your phone. You have a complete map to everywhere in the world. Yes. And isn't that fantastic and aren't we lucky? And how on earth did we manage to coordinate any trip anywhere when we couldn't, didn't have the internet and mobile phones to say, Emma, I'm running late, um, yeah. where are you? But we uh, did, we survived. Ah, I mean, yes. And so the answer is somewhere between the two of us. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and that's, uh, yeah, people, people are very keen on binary. Uh, options now, yes. you know, like uh, last week, the, um, there were huge delays at um, uh, Dover and Folkestone. Yes. And depending on which side of the debate you were, it was either, ah, them French, what do you expect? <laughs> um, or um, uh, the, uh, Brexit. Um, and there were, were no, you know, it wasn't possible to say, well, Brexit is making things worse. And there was a complete cock up on the part of the French. And there were various other ingredients as well, but yes. people want to have a, a black a yes, and no, white. Yes. yes, black and white. Yeah, no, never no shade, no shades of grey allowed. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And here we are, just turning into Bond Street, which oh, is yes. where I know you do most of your shopping. Oh, if only. Once, once my podcast is sponsored, and you know, I'm earning a fortune. Yes. Well, <laughs> so I think we we know we we, we now we have contacts with um, <laughs> with uh, some potential investors. Yeah, we do. There we are. <laughs> Although they're going to strike a very hard deal, I think. <laughs> but but um, it, it, it's worth it. So yes. <laughs> here we are. And this is, this is a strange world as well, isn't it? Because it is totally. Just, just, uh, well, let, let's just, um, uh, yeah, in a sense, you're sort of travelling around the world. What have we got? We've got Cartier, we've got Valentino, uh, Prada just up there, Philip Plin, um, Damiani, um, all of the uh, Rolex in the distance there. Yeah, all of Prada, these brands. What, what's, uh, I don't know. I'm, I, uh, Never been much of a brand person, but there no, are two neither. security guards. Yeah. Uh, I don't suppose they'd let us in yeah. for a moment. Into <laughs> We're not looking like this. Oh, and here's Gucci. Yes, 
Um, when, you, so, when you've travelled around the world, I mean, one of the things that I always used to do, even as a backpacker, that when I, when I needed to use the ladies' room, I used to go into the pottest hotel I could wow. find and walk straight in. My father always used to go, doesn't matter what you're wearing, Emma, go in as though you own the place. Yes. And, and so I, I somehow managed to um, develop an instinct to know when I walk through the doors where to go to the... Yes. to find the ladies without having to ask anybody right and, and also walking with such a in such a way that purpose, yes. you wouldn't a purpose that you wouldn't be stopped did you do you find you do the same oh well not not in the same context of wishing to find the ladies no um, <laughs> no of course not uh, but but uh, i do quite a lot of coverage of um travel turmoil i'm afraid i'd, yes. ra I'd much rather i didn't but since there is some i kind of feel duty bound to go and um uh, cover it. Um, yes. do, sorry, do you need a Rolex now? Uh, no, thank you. Okay. Uh, um, I think I'll save that. And so, therefore, I have a high vis jacket for uh, which I actually use for cycling. Yes. Um, oh, and here's an open top Bentley. Bentley. I'm going to tell you a very quick Bentley story okay. in a minute. Um, uh, Your high vis uh, My high vis jacket, which means if you're at an airport, if you're at a railway station, um, you look as though you kind of work there, and if you, uh, and that has the effect partly of uh, distracting um, security officers who might want to throw you out. Although I did get quite spectacularly thrown out and given quite a talking to. Oh, and here's a beautiful oh old Rolls Royce oh, uh, there. Fantastic. Uh, this is this is the area being. Paul would be at home here. Probably has his own parking space yeah, in Bond Street. Does. So so yeah, I, I got uh, got came a bit unstuck last week. Um, but you, you um, yes, it's so same sort of thing. But I also get people assume that I work in the airport or the station, and therefore I spend quite a lot of time, particularly when I'm trying to broadcast, um, helping people find their gate or their, their, their train, or telling them where they can go Brilliant. if there aren't any trains. Um, I'll just tell you the Bentley story, yes, right? Okay. Yes. So it was only in 2018, yes, um, decades after I started hitchhiking, that I eventually got a lift in anything towing a caravan. Um, and actually only only after that lift did I realise why I'd never got a lift in a caravan before. And that's because when you try and drop people off, it, it's really quite, uh, you, you and your camping van, you're, yes. you're, you're gonna be okay. And I expect you will pick up hitchhikers, but yes, uh, yes. caravans you don't. Um, so anyway, uh, then later that same year, I was, I was feeling lucky. I was hitching, um, from Abingdon, which obviously doesn't have a railway station, mm -hmm. um, to uh, a, any old railway station. And this, the, uh, I've never got a lift in a Rolls Royce or a Bentley. And suddenly this, um, this uh, Bentley appeared on the horizon. It was getting dark and it stopped. <laughs> oh and I goodness. got in and I said, this is fantastic. I've never been in a Bentley before. And the driver said, you're not in one now. This is a, a oh. Chrysler knockoff. Can't remember what number it is. But it was such a, you know, it was such an homage to a Bentley yes. that I think Bentley, Mr. Bentley or Ms. Bentley, thought, should we sue them? They thought, no, actually, this is kind of quite a tribute. Yeah. So yeah. there we are. How oh, wow. Oh, because so. one drove past, yes. <laughs> anyway. And did it feel, uh, did you feel you had a completely different experience as a result? Yeah, anyway, he was very nice. He didn't pick up, sorry. Oh, excuse Oops, me. Sorry. <laughs> Um, just nearly bumped into yeah. some tourists there. Uh, With Winston Churchill and who was the other one? Right, oh, sorry, oh, Patrick Philippe. 
um, what, what says slogan, you don't, it's a bit like the world, isn't it? You don't, um, you never own one, you just look after it for the next generation. <laughs> exactly. And there's Dior as well, and Chanel. Yeah. And Louis Vuitton. It is, it's oh. a different world, the street, isn't it? Yes. But, so we talked about technology. Now in the environment, I mean, that's, an, that's mm. one of the issues that I do have because our van is diesel, and that does make me feel slightly uncomfortable that we're driving a diesel van, but hey, you know, we can't have everything. But, but traveling by plane everywhere, and you know, this is this big thing about your carbon footprint and planting trees and all the rest of it. Do you feel, what, what's your view on the environmental impact of oh. travel? And well, I, th I think, um, uh, it's a, a huge concern um, and I think that tourism for its many um, benefits are clearly the most significant downside. Oh crikey, and now they're <laughs> knocking down Burberry's. Jeez, the profit margins on these things must be so enormous to yes. allow Oh, here we are. Whoops. Uh, cars turning down here without, oh no, very bad driving, you see. Um, and, um, right, let's see if we can get across here. Aviation clearly um, causes a large amount of damage. Yes. And so, I and I fly a lot. Now, I have got a funny little offset scheme, which is for every time I fly, I must hitchhike at least once because Hitchhiking is the least damaging form of um, mechanised transport. But I agree that's not really an answer. That's, um, some people would say it's a lame excuse for a, an offsetting policy. Um, I can understand them saying that. So all you could do is say, well, if you are going to fly, then choose options which are less damaging. So obviously only ever go in economy class, mm -hmm. only ever take cabin baggage, Yes. Um, don't uh, fly direct rather than changing planes, except if you're going a really long way, like to Australia, where you're actually going to increase the damage if you get a ultra long haul, 9,000 mile flight. Yes. But uh, ultimately, if you're waiting for a, um, for a great magical electric plane solution and net zero aviation, well, you are going to be waiting quite a long time. Yeah. There will be some uh, electric uh, options coming up, but not not at scale yet by any means, because of um, all just to do with the energy density of lithium batteries is so much lower than the extraordinarily high energy density of jet fuel. Yeah, kerosene. yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Quite like your answer there. Very nice. Well, <laughs> uh, that, 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 as long as you like the answer, Emma, that's all that matters. <laughs> um, there's, um, Versace. Versace. I well, mean, well yeah, obviously I've got my my, my yeah. latest outfit, outfit from. Yeah, of course, yes. Me too. <laughs> um, the 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 future then for for travel. Do you think? I mean, that what with COVID and people obviously being very nervous about travel for a while, and also the sense of of um, the co the conscious traveller thinking about where they're actually going and whether about disease. Uh, do you think it's changed people's mentality towards where they travel to and how intrepid they should be with respect to potentially going into areas where they could bring disease? Well, uh, some people will, yes. And, yeah. and of course, 
every every one of us makes our own individual choices. Yes. Um, yeah, there's a lot of people saying I'm not going travelling because uh, I'm I'm worried about uh, the effect um, of the risks for me and uh, other people saying I'm not travelling because I'm worried about the risks for them and maybe the plant more widely. But I'll tell you what, there's an awful lot of people, including me, who are just thinking I'm going to make up for lost, lost travelling time, time and I'm going to travel far and wide. And that's one reason we've got this horrible crunch at the airports um, and on yeah. the airlines yes. this summer because demand is simply insatiable. Yes, yes. Which would really say that people do still want to get away wherever, wherever it may be. Well, yes. I mean, I hope a couple of things happen. One is that um, uh, we're a bit more sensible um, and uh, in terms of just taking a bit more thought, I, one of the constantly astonishing things to me is the way that British people who want a sunshine and sea holiday, nothing wrong with that at all, no. will fly to Mexico, the Caribbean in August, which is about the maddest thing you can do. It's like the hurricane season. Yes. It's flipping miles. Yeah. And um, it's, it's going to be hot and humid when you get there. And if all you're going to do is stop on a beach, well, I can give you a range of beaches which are much closer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Better for you, better for the environment. Um, and I think we might see more kind of horizons being um, restrained. Um, sl slightly depends what happens to um, COVID infections in the uh, in the summer. And um, yeah, here we are. That, that's a, that's a thing, isn't it? So I should I should have gone up to them and said, um, "Would you mind turning your engine?" I know off? that's the one thing I find the most infuriating is people sitting in their vans or their cars with the air conditioning on and the motors running, yes. polluting the environment. Yes. So it starts at home really, doesn't it? Uh, well, it, it, but, uh, there's an awful lot Mentality. of, um, uh, I mean, <laughs> anything that, the, that Liz Truss ever says on the environment, you can safely ignore because this is the woman who, and, uh, and this, is, this is one of the nice things about sort of random, random encounters. I, I was at Gatwick Airport in my yeah. high-vis jacket so covering some um, uh, chaos or the other and this uh, this um, aviation worker just sort of sat down and I was having a cup of tea and said oh yeah yeah you might want to see what um, this trust the former secretary has done we've just been doing some work with a um, uh, private jet and she'd flown on a on the government's Airbus A321 all the way to Australia even though no. there were perfectly good Qantas flights which would have done exactly what they wanted she wanted in fact it would have been quicker because it yeah. didn't need to stop twice on the way there um, so that quote um, uh, she and her officials could have private conversations without being overheard oh, and that cost half a million pounds to the taxpayer and I can't remember how many hundreds of tons of co2 it burned but yeah, yeah. they, they uh, there is no seriousness in government about uh, uh, the environment and uh, people need to be aware of that yes yes I, I you just reminded me actually we came back from spain i can't remember I, my, my months have disappeared from me now but um and uh boris was on the flight in economy with his child wife what do you mean his child <laughs> <laughs> that, that that doesn't really narrow <laughs> down the field very much his, his young boy his youngest <laughs> shall we say his youngest um and i think his wife carrie who was pregnant at the time 
sitting in sitting in uh, economy class, which was a, a complete surprise to me. But actually, for once, I felt that uh, he was doing the right thing. He was very uh, discreet. Yes. Oh well. That, that, Except for he probably had about eight or ten other people around him, so taking up all the seats, taking well, up all the seats, protecting him. Um, Gosh, well, I, I, I'm glad to hear that. But um, you know, he, he um, likes flying to Blackpool, for example, oh. on the ta at the taxpayers' yeah, expense. Yeah, no, so that's not so good, is it? Now yes. here we're at Bond Street. We're at Bond Street, everybody, because I am continuing to Paddington Station, where I'm going to attempt to board a train. Mm -hmm. You are going, I know this for a fact, to um, uh, take Modern, and I, I know yes. from here, and this is why we've uh, got come here, is that you can now catch a. Um, Jubilee Line Tube direct to Southwark and you'll be yes. a hop and a skip away a hop from and a there. Skip. Or I could even walk because it's you, such a lovely day. You could walk, yes, so, indeed. Yes. It's nice London at this time of the day as well. It's such, it's such a, a real walking city, really, isn't oh, it? Yes. Once you know your yeah. way around, and even if you don't, getting lost is quite fun too. It, it is, it is, and uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Simon, to, to completely wind up then of our, of our, our discussions as we've walked, walked around a part of London. Um, if people want to get hold of you, obviously it's all the normal channels that, that uh, they can find you, Simon Calder, at Simon Calder on, on uh, uh, At Twitter. Simon Calder on Twitter is, is, yeah. is a good way to get hold of me. I do read all DMs. I don't always reply to all of them, but um, you'll also get me um, turning up from various airports and stations when there's chaos oh dear oh dear yeah. it's not not the job it was when i started no, it, um, no. uh, all, all the better for that yes in fact actually do you ever get tired of actually talking about all the, mis the travel misery and and want to get away from it yourself do you ever actually have a proper holiday yourself oh you no why, why would you want to do that look it's, <laughs> it's just it is just endlessly fascinating. Do you um, find that? Okay. Yeah, I mean, just stuff happens and you're just thinking... <laughs> so here we are, we're talking this weekend. Uh, Chinese Long March 5B rocket is yeah. just um, about to fall to Earth and it might disrupt people's holiday flights. Now, I've just never, ever heard of that. And you have to... It's so, so stimulating because you have to start researching okay so what, what, you know, what generally happens with rockets how much is left when they burn up yes. why don't we know where it's going to land we know there's going to be eclipse at 2:37 and a half on this particular day how come we can't figure out when this rocket's going to land yeah <laughs> do the chinese do this a lot what are they building and so on and it just leads you off to uh, so many great places yeah yeah yes okay so that's um well, that's that's a reason for you to keep going then with it with this. For, yes, of course. Forever and a day. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, until 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 nobody wants any any more from me. Oh, I, I, I'm loving the, uh, the strap here. It says "Ticket to the Moon" yes, on your bag. There we I go. I noticed that. It's, yes. Uh, made from upcycled old uh, parachute silk. Fantastic. There we go. Yes. Upcycled all the way. Yes. As much as possible, keeping the environment as safe as possible yes good <laughs> one step at a time but uh, simon thank you so much for taking the time out to come and talk well it's been a, a, a great delight and uh, a fascination and um, lots of uh, just just stuff happening which is the joy of being a flaneur i guess yes definitely so yes. enjoy your trip you're off to 
bar, is it? I'm off the bar, yes, the bar. which will be a challenge. Um, I probably won't end up hitchhiking, but you never know. You never know. We'll watch this space yes, on Twitter exactly. and, and the other mediums. So. Yeah, yes, yes. Um, hope you have a lovely um, autumn, I think. Thank you very great. much. We'll catch up later on in the year. In Maastricht. In Maastricht, exactly. Yeah, we, that we, sounds a great idea. Oh, with with yes. Paul. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, well, um, Simon, thank you once again. And to all you podcast listeners out there, I hope you've enjoyed our podcast, Walk and Talk today, uh, walking through London on a Saturday morning with Simon Calder. If you have, please do share, please do subscribe to the podcast, the Travelling Through podcast, and uh, please leave a rating and a review. That helps the podcast guests to reach a wider audience, and that's what it's all about. If you want to know a little bit more about me, you can catch me on travellingthrough.co.uk. But for now, have a lovely rest of the week. Take care, and thanks for listening. Thank you.